Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The freshwater bite is on. Time to get some sweet with the salt. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of February 18th and 19th. Yes, the brackish, you know, salty, fresh white perch bite continues. And it is tarred. Find the holes, find the pockets. Even in the shallows and they're moving up, you're going to get plenty of white perch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The largemouth and the pickerel and the crappies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That bite is on. In fact, with the bass, with this warm weather, the sun and the whole, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe already some of the shallower uh, venues like Parvin Lake. Those bass are already moving up into the shallow, starting to look uh, like for beds. Like, what is going on here? The bite has been crazy. We've been just uh, driving around little square bill, square bill crankbaits, uh, some Ned rigs, having a ball and the pickerel. Whoa, they are going bonkers. And give us a line, pun intended, giving us a line on what is happening, especially in a certain area of South Jersey, is Jeff from Blackwater Sports Center, 2228 North Delsey Drive and Violent. Hate to open the show with a call like this, but people, the bass fishing Pickerel fishing, crappy and perch fishing has been hot. Jeff, what's going on your way, man? The bite is on, little brother. Yeah, this weather's been phenomenal, so their freshwater bite is on. Um, lots of good reports coming from all over the South Jersey lakes. Uh, Parvin State Park uh, had a good report earlier in, in the uh, week from Cedarville Lake. Ooh. Crappy fishing over in Alloway. Um, some good fishing out of the kayaks on Willow Grove Lake. Just, just can't beat this weather we're having right now. Jeff, uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking with this, if this continues, uh, there might be some early movements of the bass up on the beds. Now, I've seen it as early as the second week in March, and they go back. Second, I'm thinking, man, another week, these some of these bass might be moving up real close. If we get the, if we get the right weather and get that water temperature up, yes. A um, little bit of rain coming in next week, so it'll be in and off, in and off, but... Definitely a good chance of having a uh, having an early spawn this year. Now, Jeff, out your way, we uh, picked up a couple of bass there at uh, Gian Petro. That's a nice little lake. I mean, they stock it once or two. Listen, it's going to get 420 trout, I think, or 440 for opening day, April 8th. But don't overlook that little place for bass. Jeff, especially on that back end, that other shoreline. But, Jeff, where we saw a hog, big bastard, at South Violent Park Pond right down the road from there. Yep. Great lake, nice and deep. Uh, holds a lot of fish. Um, great access for people to fish from, a lot of shoreline access, um, and big fish. And those big fish are feeding on the trout that they stock oh, there. So those yeah. big fish get bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah, those 10 half inch trout. That's like giving me a slice of anchovy pizza. People, boom, it's gone. We're speaking with Jeff Blackwater Sports Center, 2228 North Delsey Drive in Violent. Jeff, uh, hot baits right now for the largemouths up close. What are you selling? A uh, lot of well, we have live shiners in stock, so Ooh. that's always a great bait for springtime. Crappy, bass, yep. pickerel. Um, they just can't stay off of it. It's like a chocolate chip cookie to me. I have to eat it. So, um, A lot of guys are throwing, you know, rattle traps, but really my go-to bait right now would be two things. A suspending jerk bait, like a Vision 110 from Mega Bass. Ooh. Or Ooh. A, a paddle tail from Kitech with a uh, like a quarter or eighth ounce jig head. Just swimming that thing real slow like a shad or a bait fish. What, is that the uh, swing impact or something? That is correct, yes. Yeah, swing so, impact like in a 3.3 three or 3.8, three that type of size. Just kind of scale down, catch everything in the water. Yeah, give us a color, bro. Right now, water's clear, so I'm a, I'm a white or a shad color. Okay, Jeff, now listen, I know everyone say, oh, they're easy to catch, but they're fun to catch. Now, tell us about the pickerel out your way, because we, we, we knocked the snot out of some of them, man. Oh. And you got some you got some horses out there 24, 25 inches up. We do, and all the lakes have them. Um, my go-to bait for that is actually a number two or number three gold MEP spinner. No, no hair. That 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 spinner will catch a pickerel all year long in any of the lakes. You're talking to MEPS Agley with the willow leaf? That is correct, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yep. Jeff. Hey, do me a favor. Get that website, please. It's uh, uh, If you want to shop online, we're shopblackwatersportcenter.com. And right now we're open Monday through Saturday. Uh, summer hours will be coming. If the uh, nice weather comes, we'll be opening up sooner. But usually around April 1st, we go seven days. And you have live shiners? Yes, we do. Oh, boy. Jeff, thanks much, man. Thanks for the report. Talk to you later. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Bye. Yeah, jump into that quick freshwater report. It's been it's been that exciting. It's been that good. Make sure you have a 2023 license. 
And uh, a lot of stuff is happening. Hey, just a reminder, too, on March 2nd, okay, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting is going to schedule for 5 p.m. at the Stafford Township Administra- Administration Office, building at 260 East Bay Avenue in Manahawken. Okay, we're talking flounder, talking scup, a.k.a. porgies, and sea bass. Chance to uh, opine on what is happening. And from what I understand... The flounder are going to stay at three now, but picking what lengths, whatever, that's uh, going to be contention. Same with the sea bass. I know there's a new method involved, the methodology. As plentiful as they are, we're looking at a cut. How much? 10%, 5%, we shall see. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, oh, also, also, hey, hey, because we have some hunting coming in the next few segments. Hunter education classes are starting in March. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. Get in on the dates early, and you can get the information at home. You can do the test at home, but the live firing, you have to do it. Get it now because I'll tell you, wait till late summer, early fall. Those classes are jammed. I mean, they, they are packed. Uh, jump on it now if you can. And don't forget to get those turkey applications in. Permit application is going to be accepted through the 22nd. That's uh, next Wednesday, but I think the 27th, 28th, whatever is when they're going to start to uh, draw. Don't do it, Tom P. I keep saying this. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get there'll be there'll be plenty of permits, you know, for over the counter sales, leftover. Pl- it doesn't happen like that. Very rarely. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Coming up, we're talking the light goose conservation order hunt. Yeah, man, it's going to be running through April 8th. Unlimited bag, unplugged shotguns, electronic calls, no more than seven shells, electronic calls, man. It is going to be a hunt, but it's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff involved with that. Grab that cup, grab that red bull, be right back. Rack and thin radio. And don't forget the boat show season is underway. Be right back. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox on set. We're about a half a year away from Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference that takes place in June. This isn't the event where they usually unveil new stuff like phones, tablets, or watches. This is when they unveil promising advances in software, including their various operating systems. Except the rumors are flying that Apple will finally enter the realm of the virtual with its own headset device. A number of tech blogs are already sharing leaked information, none of which can be confirmed, but that it will be powered with Apple's M1 processor and feature no hand controllers relying on voice commands and gestures. Apple does have some news in the short term, and that's an update to the operating systems for iPhones, iPads, and Apple Watches. The update is focused on security vulnerabilities that are already being exploited by hackers and other bad actors. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of February 18th and 19th. Hey, the Light Goose Conservation Order Hunt is underway. It started on Thursday the uh, 16th. It's going to run through Saturday, uh, half hour after sunset, April 8th. Okay, it's a long season, but with this weather, with this uh Rather uncharacteristic winter season. I'm wondering, now, are the are the geese making their way north already to their Arctic meadowlands? Coming, uh, I was coming down Route 129, bordering the Delaware River the other day, and uh, getting right outside, uh, right near Trent, right at Calhoun Street Bridge, out a couple miles uh, farther up. Now the windows down, beautiful, it was like 60 something degrees, just great. And I'm hearing that. I looked up, and there, I don't know how many skeins. Obviously, snow geese, and they were on the move. I'm no, I have no built-in compass, and neither does my ancient Xterra. I said, I mean, these things look like they're going north. We have some great hunting opportunities, I believe, still available. Joining us online right now is fish and wildlife biologist Ted Nichols. He is in charge of the state's waterfowl project. Uh, just talk briefly on this conservation order hunt. Ted, Ted thanks for joining us again on Rack and Fin. How you doing, brother? Okay, Tom, thanks for having us on today. Always, always did. This this flocks I saw, I mean, they are on the move. Now, I had some uh, made some calls. There are still plenty of birds, it seems, down by Woodstown and, and the marshes around Cumberland County. Uh, I don't know, Ted, what do you think with this weather? Are they going to be departing early? 
Well, Tom, you're right. It's been just a crazy winter season. You know, it's really, really like had record mild, especially in November and beginning of December. And then we had that extreme cold, very short snap at Christmas time. The snow geese came down late, and I think that cold weather at Christmas pushed them out and then along with the ducks. But like you said or alluded to there, the, the rebound has already started. And like you said, the season or that conservation order runs from February 16th. It's open now till April 8th. And that looks long and, oh, I got plenty of time. But, boy, the migration's underway right now. And, and, I, and I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be front-loaded like it typically is. In other words, February is the time to go. Right. Now, so, Ted, you always had mentioned that around you know, St. Patty's Day, yeah, the birds are starting. You know, I think it's uh, time to get out of here. But, you know, like you said, it, it could, be a, could be a week or two, maybe earlier. So February, maybe first week in March is time to go. Now, Ted, still in, uh, no no bird limit, correct? No bag limit on these on these birds? That's correct. There's no bag limit. Okay. Unplugged shotguns, electro- no more than seven shells, people. Electronic calls allowed. And the magic hour, you can hunt till that half hour um, after sun. Ted, in your, in your travels, are you seeing birds? Now, Ted, another thing, too, is that I haven't seen the numbers that I do see in North Jersey on occasion in December and January and up in you know, Warren County, parts of Huntington County. I wonder, are they moving down already? Well, I agree, Tom. I, I think... It, it thinks the migration has really been really strange this year. I, I would expect. I mean, the, the birds are pretty traditional, right? I would expect that that flock that's typically around Warren and Sussex, around Merle Creek, is, is going to move in there here in short order. But I might guess that the stay is going to be short this year. I mean, they seem to be in a hurry to get going. The mild weather and the south winds, day after day after day, is going to push them. I think pretty quickly this year. Ted, are there any figures, uh, general figures, on the amount of birds harvested during you know the, during the conservation hunts? Yeah, so Tom in the flyway, we we it varies a lot, but we harvest somewhere on the order of about seventy thousand geese during that conservation order. And m- maybe said another way, the conservation order and the regular season, which is a, you know about one hundred and seven days from October to you know right up to the conservation order starts, the harvest is relatively equal between both of those periods. So the conservation order plays a key role in keeping this greater snow goose population, you know, from growing. That are there, is it still the damage being done up in their breeding grounds with the, with the number of birds, or is that tempered a little bit? So it, there's a little bit of confusion, right, because we're talking about a couple of different populations of birds in different okay. geographic areas. So most of, most of the geese, and I say most, not all, most of the geese we get in the Atlantic Flyway are greater snow geese. They're much bigger birds. They come from the you know the furthest eastern part, mostly Bylot Island on the Canadian Arctic. We, there hasn't been a tremendous damage that we've seen there as we've seen in the Central Arctic. Okay. But it's been, we've been fortunate to get the conservation order in place both in Canada and the United States. And that populate that greater snow goose population was growing in a, in just a, a you know, huge fashion, and we stopped that growth, which was the the goal of this population uh, conservation order, I should say. Ted, is there is there a population objective? I mean, we we'll keep it to this many birds, try or try to get it down to that many birds. There is, Tom, and we kind of want to have a population like we had in the '90s, something between say half a million and three quarters of a million birds uh, of greater snow geese here in the Atlantic Flyway, and we're still a bit above that. A little over eight hundred thousand, which is about the latest estimate, but that's down from over a million birds that we had several oh, years. Ago. Oh, a million birds—that is amazing. Okay, listeners, this is we're going to need to hunt the uh, snow geese. I'll tell you from from this end, it's it's very involved. A lot of decoys are involved. A lot of scouting is involved. I'll tell you that I've been on hunts where these guys would swear the birds have been using these fields, and you sit there in a blind and you see them, but all of a sudden they're three or four fields over. They are smarter than all get out. Yeah, there are. I mean, these populations, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty old. Snow geese live a long time. And, you know, at any given time, a, a, you know, a flock of 10,000 snow geese, there'll be piles of birds in there that are 15, 20 years old. And they've seen it. And wow. Seen it times. So, um, you know, they're, they're pretty smart birds. And, you know, like you said, they range a lot of different places. There's a lot of inland private agricultural fields. Sometimes you can get on those. Sometimes that's a tough sell. There's a ton of public land over on the Delaware Bay Shore, mm-hmm. from you know northern Cape May through Cumberland into Salem County. 
all public land, lots of room. You obviously you need a boat, and it's a bit harder to get in there and, and run around at low tide and that stuff. But it's all public land that pretty much any Tom, Dick, or Harry could go to. Absolutely. You have access. Again, there's a $2 uh, administration fee. You can go to N-J-A-S-P-I-R-A. F-O-C-U-S, com forward slash internet sales. Now, you're going to have to fill out, Ted, am I right, correct, still a, a harvest report on these uh, conservation order birds? You're right, Tom. There's a re- requirement that we need people to fill out these, the, that harvest survey when they're all done. It takes about two minutes. It's online. It's really simple. So we ask hunters to make sure that they do that so we can keep this thing moving forward in the future. Okay, besides the permit, your 23 hunting license, you have your migratory and state bird stamps and your HIP certification number, and make it a go. Like Ted says, these birds are going to be vamoosing pretty soon. Get out there and enjoy this snow goose. Well, actually, light geese. So you have greater snow geese, lesser snow geese. And what, Ted, the Ross's geese? Yeah, I mean, there's just tiny little portions of them, and pretty much the whole thing revolves around greater snow geese, Tom. Okay, and that's it. Ted, thanks for joining us on Rock Event. Have a great early spring and spring and summer season. Hope to see you one of these days, Nichols. <laughs> hey, don't trip over the daffodils headed out for the snow geese, Tom. <laughs> that is vintage vintage Nichols. Thanks, Teddy. We'll see you, man. Bye now. Great biologist, man. This guy is on top of the birds. He's in a conservation order hunt. Get the $2 permit. Listen to me. Unless you have about two to 300 decoys. Okay, not two to 300 200 to maybe 295. You have access to some fields very involved. You, know, you can Google some snow goose guides. You know, they have some here in Jersey, some guys based in Maryland and Delaware to come over here, have their, have their permits over here. It's really a hunt. Unlimited bag. You can just keep it going. But as, as Ted said, these birds are smart. A lot of them have PhDs, man. The young birds get picked off. Don't forget, these things are being hunted since what, October? And they get very educated. The bulk came down on that snap, and it looks like they're going to, we had that cold snap, what, a day, two days last week. They're turning around, and they're making their way north. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Today... One in five working-age Americans has a mental health condition. People in all types of jobs and at all levels. And the key to helping us succeed is a supportive and inclusive workplace. All of us have a role to play in making that happen. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for supportive culture. As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations. As a coworker. I can listen and be a source of support to my colleagues. As someone with a mental health condition, I can ask for what I need to perform my best. I can offer all employees the supports they need to deliver on the job. For the team and for the business. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health. Mental health-friendly workplaces are more important than ever. And all of us have a role to play in promoting them. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. 
Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. All of our troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without homes for our troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post 9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them like do normal life. My dad's not just a hero, he's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So in my travels, of which I get to do a lot of, I'm very fortunate in that regard, I'm seeing coming up the uh, Garden State Parkway, heading north. Whoa, whoa. More boats on trailers, more boats on trailers, more boats on trailers. It is boat show season. It is underway and kicking it off. At the New Jersey Convention Center on Sunfield Avenue's Edison, New Jersey Boat Sail and Expo. Put on by the Marine Trades Association of New Jersey. Yes, they have that great show up there in Lakewood in September. This is, you know, now open Thursday. Okay, it's running today and tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, today's going to be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're in the market for a boat, this is the place to be. Joining us on the line right now is the executive director the New Jersey Marine Trades Association of New Jersey, rather, Melissa Danka. Melissa, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin. How you doing? Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Good always, morning. always an honor to have you on. I'll be seeing you, I believe, this afternoon, young lady. How are things going? Set up? Good crowd so far? What's the dealio? Everything's been great. Um, we are really excited about uh, being back here this year. Um, the show is completely full. The floor is full with over uh, 200 boats, accessories. It's uh, it's really uh, we're really happy to see how great it has come together. Listen, my raw quick run up. There's 30 boat dealers. There's over 77 exhibitors. As Melissa Danko said, it's wall to wall packed. You cannot move. Melissa, I mean the tenor right now of of the of the boating industry, especially in New Jersey. Again, post COVID, last year I was at the show. It was crazy. I mean, do you see a growth continuing? Uh, we really, we really do. You know, last year was definitely a strange year. Um, we're excited that this year inventory is back. We've got yep. so many more boats, so many more brands. We do still see a very strong level of excitement and energy. You know, I think people realize that, you know, boating is, is an, an awesome activity. And, um, you know, everything that we're seeing and hearing from the people that we're talking to is that, uh, you know, they want to come. They want to see all that's new and exciting in mm-hmm. boats every year. And I think that's why the show is so successful. And the more products that we can have here, uh, the more that everybody, you know, the people that come to the show can see and touch and feel. And, um, and you know, we're, we're really excited about where we are this year. Well, Melissa, one of the things, too, uh, the people I'm speaking with, that, pardon the pump, you want to pull the trigger on the boat purchase, held off from last year again. Wait, I'd have to wait. I'm gonna, if, I buy, if I sign a paper now, I'm going to have to wait 18 months, whatever, whatever. For whatever reason, however it was done, there's a lot more available inventory now. So people are chomping at the bit. They want to get in a boat. They want to be on the water by springtime. Absolutely. There's so much more to see here now this year. You know, we obviously we know because the floor is completely full and we have over 200 boats in this building. So we know that there's a lot more for consumers to, you know, shop and compare and find what, you know, exactly what it is that they're looking for. Melissa, one thing I noticed at last year's show, again, the two, two and a half days I was there, I noticed from 
you know, uh, cruising boats, you know, family oriented boats to fishing boats. It was a pretty good spread, about 65, 60, 40, former to latter. So does that go by year? Do you notice more fishing boats sold as opposed to pleasure craft and, you know, the, the, the PWCs? How does that work? I mean, we always do see a little bit of a diverse, you know, little shift here and there in, in what's out there on the floor. But we work, we, we look at what we have, and I would say 60-40 is probably pretty good. We do have a really good variety of, you know, fishing boats, center consoles, runabouts, uh, cruisers. There's PWCs out there. Yeah. Um, so there really is a wide variety, um, you know, upwards of, you know, 31 feet all the way down to the smaller boats. So there really is a big diverse selection. And it does shift a little bit, but our dealers do bring um, – you know, a good selection for everybody to uh, shop for. And listeners have a great lineup of seminars presented by the Fisherman Magazine uh, today and tomorrow, for example. Let's see. You have Light Tackle Stripers by Captain Anthony Grassi. I know Anthony. Anthony Quesadich. Uh You got uh, Blackfish Strategy and Tactics, uh, Fishing for Bluefin. On Sunday, you have Fluke Stripers, Weakfish in Raritan Bay, Jersey Shore Stripers, and Pro Tips for Doormat Fluke. Covered all. And more importantly, again, the youth getting involved. Melissa, I see this. You have this at the, at the Lake Witcher. You have a Kids Cove, which is wildly popular. Yes, we do. We, you know, families come on the weekends and, you know, they want something for their kids to do. We found over the years it's good to keep the kids busy and walking through the show. So we give them a scavenger hunt. So that helps the parents keep shopping and it helps the kids uh, have some fun and something to do. We have face painting. We have live turtles and uh, there's food and drinks. And, and, you know, I think the one thing that we like to really talk about is how easy it is to get here, you know, to drive up the parkway or wherever you're coming from. You park. It's free. The building is right there. And you can walk into a convention center and you can really experience all that it is uh, great about boating um and we really like to emphasize how easy it is to get here and, and how much there is actually here and another attraction listen this is vital there's a marine safety zone hey shout out to trooper ryan there Staple Trooper Ryan. I'm sure we're going to see him at the show he's involved with this and that's very important listen people don't realize that boating is fun and boating could be awfully you know dicey if you don't know what you're doing so you have a whole safety zone area correct Yes, we have our partners, the state police. They're awesome. They come every year, and, and they're here to answer questions about safe boating, uh, your boating safety certificate. They'll be here all four days of the show, and that's something that we uh, we really like to promote, and we love having them here with us. Alyssa's adult entry fee is $15, youngsters 12 and under free. Go to njboatexpo.com, order online, to, and you'll save a couple of dollars per ticket. Correct, Melissa? Actually, it's jerseyboatexpo.com, oh, Jersey and you can okay. save, you, yep, it's okay, and you can save $2 if you buy your tickets online and come right in. Yep. Okay, join us online is uh, Rock and Fin Radio. I'm too excited. I'm going to be out. Look, I'm sweating. I'm going to be up there this afternoon. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> this is the New Jersey Boat Sale and Expo at the New Jersey Convention Center, 97 Sunfield Avenue, Edison. Uh, Google it. Directions are very easy to get to. Direct shots. Parkway 287 440. And you're, if I can find it. And my, I don't have GPS. I don't have GPS on my phone. I refuse to use it because I'll get lost anyway. Very easy to get to. More importantly, the parking is free. It's a great event uh, today and tomorrow, especially. You're in the market for a boat. This is the time. Let's give that website one more time, please. JerseyBoatExpo.com. Listeners, today, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, you can get the tickets on site or you can get them online. If you get them online, you save to those. And free parking. I can't emphasize that enough. Melissa, hey, man, can't wait to see you this afternoon, young lady. You take care. Can't wait to see you, too. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. See you. Bye-bye. Well, this is Danko, man. This this woman rocks. Gets it done. So the last year, again, there were gaps. There were gaps, again, for a simple reason. No, no inventory. What's that? There's a great dealer there in Summers Point. Just before you get the bridge, go over to, uh, shout out to Sean Riley. I guess he's the manager of the place. Before you go over to Ocean City. He had one boat. I said, Sean, what's up with this? He said, Tommy P, we don't have any inventory. The one boat they, and they, oh, he sold some boats. Don't get me wrong. But I'll tell you, there were some gaps. This year, as Melissa Danko said, she's the executive director of New Jersey Marine Trades. She said, Tom, we are Packed wall to wall, made some calls. Hey man, she ain't lying. Packed wall to wall. It's gonna be a gonna be a fun event. Okay, be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. Hey man, squirrel season still on. Squirrel tournament coming up. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five and the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Fox News. I'm Jill NATO. South Korea says North Korea fired a suspected long-range missile today into the sea. The North had threatened action after the South announced new military exercises coming up with the U.S. Six people killed in Mississippi's Tate County Friday. Sheriff Brad Lance says suspect Richard Crum was on a rampage. Without being able to say this is what triggered this or this is why this happened is what's the real scary part. Deputies arrested Crum at his home. What's left of the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the Carolinas? Getting analyzed at an FBI lab. John Kirby of the National Security Council. We learned a lot already from the balloon by surveilling it while it was flying over the country. We're going to learn even more, we believe, by getting a look at, at the guts inside it. Kirby didn't say what the U.S. has learned so far. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Blustery and much colder overnight with clearing, lows near 30. Saturday after a cold start with plenty of sun, not as harsh in the afternoon, high 47. Mostly clear Saturday night, low 39. Milder Sunday with some sun, high 55. And on President's Day, still mild, there could be a shower late, high 57. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We got February 18th and 19th. Where's the second turn of the calendar page gone, man? One more week? One more week in three days. Ten days left. What is happening? Well, I'll tell you one thing that has me bumming out. We have one week remaining till the end of the small game season, a half hour uh, after sunset. Yeah, my beloved Bushy Tails. And the bunnies, bunnies are far and few between the areas we are. I'm telling you, I think the between the foxes, the coyotes, and the and the red tail hawks, owls, man, they get knocked down. But the squirrels, hey man, one thing I love about bushy tails, they fight to the death. They are the Rasputins of the upland small furred game species. Yeah, we have uh, one week left, and in fact, I think I'm going to probably be getting out Monday and or Tuesday. But hey, next Saturday there was a hell of an event coming up. A hell of an event, and it's involving Bushy Tails themselves. It's the Ocean County Sportsman's Club's sixth annual squirrel tournament. It's going to be Saturday, February 25th. Now, sign-ups are tonight. It's the afternoon and tonight only. Okay, it's going to be, uh, sign-ups are going to be from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Ocean City Sportsman's Club, 206 North Maple Avenue in Tuckerton. It's a fun event. Great bunch of hunters, especially to get the youngsters involved with this. Join us online is a very special guest. Long time, uh, well, long time. This will be the sixth year being on Rack and Fin Radio. Talk about this is Keith, or I'm sorry, Matt Williams, his brother's Keith. Matt Williams is the president of the Ocean City Sportsman's Club. Matt, how's it going, brother? Pretty good, Tom. Yourself? Oh, uh, sixth year for the Bushy Tail Tournament, man. This uh, looks like it's going to be a great time. Let's go into some of the particulars, brother. What do you got? Well, we got sign-ups between, like you said, 4 and 9 p.m. tonight. And, uh, you know, once we get everybody signed up, hopefully for a good turnout. Last year, we had about 185 hunters. So you, had, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you had what? 185 hunters last year. Were there any squirrels left at the end of the day? <laughs> <laughs> you have some great woods, but I know some of the uh, people that participate, these guys are like Daniel Boone types when it comes to uh, – Comes to getting a squirrel. So you uh, you have individual hunters, teams. What's the dealio? So you can be an uh, individual hunter, and or you can have up to two people on your team. Um, mm-hmm. Each team, depending on if it's single or double man, can weigh in a total of five squirrels. One of those squirrels will be your lunker squirrel. Um, can be it'll be separated by a zip tie on his leg. Um, that all gets handed out during registration, along with the rules. Um, all hunting has to take place on February twenty fifth. Right. Um, can't can't happen before that. And you have to be weighed in by 6 p.m. So we don't take not one squirrel after 6 p.m. sharp. After that, you can stay for festivities, but you would be disqualified from actually being participant of the tournament. Well, Matt, how much is the entry fee? So this we're, it's $30 for entry. 25 of that goes through the actual tournament. $5 of it goes towards the actual lunker. So last year, you know, we had a pretty good payoff for five dollars per hunter so that's man that's no lie for 180 hunters that is, that is something matt now you have uh what 
uh, cash prizes, merchandise prizes. What's the deal? Uh, so there's cash prizes along with a, a bunch of door prizes that we try to get our local businesses to donate. And fortunate enough that we do have a good basis with those, and they donate pretty well to us. Um, and then we have, you know, 50-50s and things like that and a couple of different raffles. Um, one lucky youth hunter in the crowd will win a substantial gift that we'll probably have for the rest of their life. That is fantastic. Hey, don't get, don't, hey, Williams, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Join us on the line right now is Matt Williams, president, Ocean City Sportsman's Club. Topic is next Saturday's sixth annual squirrel tournament will close out the 22-23 Upland game season. Now, Matt, you can hunt uh, legal uh, hunting hours into half hour after sunset, uh, shotgun, muzzleloader, and bow, correct? Any legal means? Any legal means with inside the um, New Jersey. So whatever is legal in the are allowed to use for our tournament. Now, Matt, we right- do have we go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. No, no, go, go, go. We, we did have a uh, one person called. They were a falconer, so that was a little different, you know. But it is legal with inside the state. So, and there you go. I knew some. I knew some falcon guys when I was uh, living down in Ocean City. They'd be over at the uh, either Tuckahoe or, or what is now Coxwell uh, Wildlife Management was training their these uh, red tails. I'll tell you, Matt, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, you ain't kidding. (laughs) That is is a tough deal. So, man, now doing this six years, how's the response been? I mean, numbers of participants growing every year. And what about the youth hunters? Uh, The first year that we did it, we had 66 uh, people signed up for it. And, you know, obviously we've grown over the year uh, slowly, which is fine by us because it, you know, helps us get a read on the crowd and what the crowd, you know, wants and Mm -hmm. the best way to tackle it. Um, Youth hunters have been growing also, you know, each year. To get more and more youth hunters, and that's the biggest thing. We're trying to keep sure. the youth involved in the actual sport and get them out there. And what other better way to do it than go out for a good old squirrel hunt? I know. And the uh, div- oh, I can't say division now. Uh, New Jersey Fish and Wildlife they had a mentored squirrel hunt. It was up in North Jersey back in October. Really, I mean, they had it limited, uh, but a very popular event. I said, "Wow, when did the lights go on suddenly?" One, uh, I still think the most underutilized small game resource in the state. Too. They're, they're fun to hunt. Extreme, they can be extremely challenging to hunt, and they're great to eat. And what better way for a youngster, even youngsters my age at 138, to get out in the woods and enjoy a day of field? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah I don't think there's a better way to do it. Okay, listen, registration is starts at 4 p.m. today until 9 p.m. this evening at the Ocean City Sportsman's Club, 206 North Maple Avenue in Tuckerton, 08087. I guess, Matt, you hit uh, your GPS. is going to be pretty easy to find, correct? Yeah, it's pretty easy to find as long as you punch in the address. If you have any questions, they can give us a call. The only thing we do say is if you're coming from the north, utilize Route 9 down to Maple Avenue um, because the bridge on Stage Road is out for service work. So if you're coming from the south or the west, you can pretty much come in from any way. But if anybody has any questions or any troubles during their route of travel, just give us a call. We'll answer the phone and guide them right in. This is weigh-in is 6 p.m. sharp, not a second later. And believe me, I know the Williams boys and also Sam Levy. Shout out to Sammy! He's the mate on a Mary M4 with Captain Slammy to Sam Racino. Had to get that in, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they want it right there at 6 p.m. So, uh... Let me ask you this, Matt, have you seen, because I'm seeing more and more, uh, you know I mean? I'm very lucky, Matt. I get to hunt from Sussex County to Cape May County and many points in between, a lot of points in between. I'm seeing more and more melanistic, a.k.a. black squirrels. And they seem to be moving further. I even saw some uh, this year in Mercer County. Have you guys encountered any of those yet down here? I haven't seen we any. Have. We have. Oh, you have? We have. We Yeah, we did have a, a guy a couple years ago had brought in a, a black squirrel to weigh in and Due to my ignorance in the in the whole portion of that, I didn't know what it was and, and just told him that I wasn't disqualifying. I just couldn't weigh in that one squirrel. And after further research on it, basically it's just a gray squirrel with a, a pigment yeah. discoloration. Yeah, I saw so them. any black yeah. squirrels, now, they can be weighed in. Okay, there. I first saw them way back when in 87, 88 when I was out uh, on something in Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's when I met the guy, Kevin Van Dam, the best guy. He's just, he's about to retire. This is last year. He was working at his brother's uh, boat rental service on, on Gull Lake. <laughs> how, how crazy is that? But I said, I looked in the yard. I said, we were staying at this um, person's, whatever, sister's brother. I forget. What. I said, what the hell is that in the yard? And the guy looked at me. He said, Tommy P., that's a squirrel. I said, hell no, man. That thing's black. He said, 
Yeah, it's a black squirrel. It's a color face. They have, he said, they're all over the place. Here. And I saw my first one in Jersey about 10 years ago. And Matt, they're making their way down. And that's a, I'll tell you, you talk about a cool mount. But most taxidermists, in fact, one very famous one in Ocean County says, please don't bring me a squirrel. <laughs> I think we know who we're talking about. So they are, the, well, Matt, on the overall, how have the harvest been? Have they, again, more hunters um, increased harvest significant or numbers pretty much the same? People think you go out there and you're going to shoot five squirrels a limit. Bing, bada, boom. That ain't happening. So uh, have the numbers been steady? Just like. Yeah, it's just like deer hunting. You know, you set out and you get all set up and you get out there and you might see them, you might not. So best thing is, you know, you just go out and do your best and go for a good day. Okay, listen, there's one or two person teams, $30 a person, Lunker Entry included. You must have a team name. Team picks the heaviest five squirrels to weigh in. Food and drinks at the weigh-in. Hey, Williams, I got to ask you about that. You know me. You see my, you see my 300-plus-pound frame. What kind of eat you got there, bro? So we do, uh, usually we do pulled pork, mac and cheese, coleslaw, french fries, you know, just standard food, nothing crazy. Do you have enough if Tom pees in the house? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll take care of you, Tom. You'll hear me me rolling down Maple Avenue, man. (laughs) Okay, uh, (laughs) rules will be distributed to registration listeners tonight from this afternoon, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Ocean City Sportsman's Club, 206 North Maple Avenue in Tuckerton. Uh, And and, uh, Matt, do me a favor. I see a bunch of phone numbers here. Easiest contact. Any one, any one of the three, myself on there, Keith or Sam, either anybody can answer it. You can also, if they have to shoot us a message on Facebook or anything like that, Sammy can take care of that and we'll get you guys all squared away. Because this is what I saw. I come out of, I come out of a supermarket. I'm not going to say where. This was Sunday. I had a lot. I had my, say, I had to have my, co- listen, if I don't have Cocoa Puffs, I can go on a three county killing spree. Trust me. And then I said, look at my exterior. I said, what the hell's that, man? I said, there's orange sheets on my, under my windshield wipe. I look around a lot. I said, uh-oh, I'm the only one with the orange sheet here. I turned, I, I turned around and said, oh, the OC Squirrel Hunt, uh, Squirrel Tournament, rather, is on. Well, good luck, guys. Hope to see you next week. Um, maybe see you tonight to get in there a red shirt. Okay, Matt Williams, uh, 609-457-5904. Keith Williams, 609-412-2873. Or just Big Sam, 609-618-0629. Again, cash prizes for first and second place and Lunker. Get the youth involved. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us on Rackovin. Hope to see you tonight and hope to see you next week, brother. Thanks, Tom. You have a great day. Go kick some ass, man. <laughs> you got it. Man. See you. I just love my bushy tails. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Final segment. Rack and Finn Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. This is House Call for Health. Overdose reversal drug naloxone could soon be available as an over-the-counter medication. The nasal spray version Narcan is already available without prescription in all 50 states. On Wednesday, a Food and Drug Administration advisory panel recommended naloxone be given over-the-counter status. This would allow the drug to be more readily available in places like vending machines and supermarkets. I think the safety of this medication is very clear. If you give it to someone who's not opioid dependent, it's not going to do anything. And if you give it to someone who's opioid dependent, there may be adverse reactions associated with withdrawal, but that's, you know, a life-saving effect. So, yeah, I think the data are quite clear regarding the safety and anything we can do to expand the availability of this uh, medication in the community is going to be an important uh, component of the public health response to the opioid crisis. That's Dr. Brian Bateman with the Stanford University School of Medicine. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Anna Eliopoulos, Fox News. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go, look out below. Back for our final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of February 18th and 19th. Oh, man, a little more daylight out there, getting light a little earlier, and I'm driving around. And what, what? Oh, what am I hearing? What am I hearing? I'm hearing turkeys and seeing turkeys out there. Yes, the winter flocks, although you want to call this winter again, seem to be breaking up, and I'm seeing more and more birds in my travels. And come to find out, the Tri-County Long Beach chapter of the National Wildlife National Wild Turkey Federation, where they are based in Atlanta County, is having a mentored youth day turkey hunt, April 21st and 22nd. 
How cool is this? And the last segment, get the youth involved. Join us. I have two presidents in a row, people. This is Rack and Finn Radio. Join us on the line right now to talk about this great event. Is Jay Sutton. He is president of the Tri-County Longbridge. Jay, thanks for joining us on Rack and Finn. This looks like a super event, little brother. Tom, thanks for having me. It's going to be an awesome event. It's our, uh, our sixth event. Sixth? The youth wow. Out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we missed the COVID year of 2020, but, um, yep, six, six events strong. Any youth, 10 years of age to 16, licensed hunter, get them signed up. I mean, this is a awesome event. I mean, it's a two-day event. On Friday, we have uh, Talking Turkey with Lou Gambali. Uh, Goomba, Goomba Lou! Goomba, oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> hey, is, he, is, he at the, is he at the convention as we speak? Correct. He's down in Nashville at the uh, NWTF convention. Love living it up. I told him, I said, if you need a luggage caddy, Lou, talk to me. I never, he never called. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yep. But uh, this event, it's at, uh, we hold it at Good Sports Gun Club in Millville, New Jersey. Good group. Union Road. Yep, good yep. group, yeah. Um, so thanks to uh, Bob Trollsworth and uh, Matt Robbins for teaming up with us. But, um, yeah, I mean, the youth, let's face it, they're our future. So uh, my son's 20. I can remember 10 years ago sitting in my lap shooting his first turkey. I mean, yeah. this is what it's all about, passing the torch. we got to get the youth involved. And Jay, now I understand you're gonna you're gonna have these youngsters hunting in some badass turkey habitat. Turkey hunting areas 21, 22, and sixteen just really doesn't get any better than that. You really couldn't ask for a better better location and better mentors. I mean, I'm the president, but the chapter's filled with just awesome mentors. I mean, all our team guys you're gonna be hunting with. I mean, the knowledge that they have, the land, um, the, the the calling. I mean, the kids are really going to get, you know, just a first-class, you know, hunt. So I'm really looking forward to it. Maybe I'll hire one of them to call for me because I'm the – Denise says, no, 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 no. I have my dad. Go, get away. Go go away. <laughs> I show um, my my box of my – I call it a sleigh called Pockhall. She says, no. She has her – what do you call it? Eight-wing diaphragm, whatever the things you stick in your – and she can she right. can charm them, whatever. So my calling still after all these decades is – is uh, I can't, suspect is a kind word. Well, uh, Jay, let's get into the uh, rules. How many how many youngsters uh, are eligible, and when's the registration cutoff date? What's the dealio? Okay, so we cut it at 15 just so we have quality. We have enough mentors to uh, take the youths. Um, we're up to seven right now, so we're about halfway there. Uh, we cut it off a week before. So if you're interested, um, you can give me uh, give them my phone number, my email, uh, 609-352-6957, or my email is strutter, the letter J, 72, at comcast.net. And look, it costs you nothing. We're throwing in the youth membership for the NWTF for each youth. Um, so it's nice. It's really a great event. Yep. As Jay said, listeners, reservations will be taken up to Wednesday, uh, April 4th, correct? 5 p.m.? That's correct. And that is it. And Jay, uh, room for 15, and you have a few signed up already. Oh, Jay, let me see. Over the years now, uh, COVID notwithstanding, how has the, has the response been? I'm sure, you, for lack of a better term, sell out. But are you noticing more and more youngsters, boy or girl, in the woods during the turkey hunting season? I am. And thank God we see that because uh, for a while there it was declining. And it seems like there's a there's a little bit of an uptick as far as the turkey hunting goes. And um, I'm hoping, you know, our little event, you know, pays, plays a part in that because uh, – Listen, as we know in New Jersey, numbers are on the decline, not the incline. So right. we got to do everything we can. And, and Jay, one thing too, which I, I I hate to acknowledge, but the antis are always you know, like nipping at the heels. They don't care if it takes five hundred years. They want to outlaw hunting across the board, outlaw hunting, trapping, and fishing. So it's a constant battle to get the, especially to get the interest of the youth with how they're bombarded, you know, on social media and TV with anti-hunting messages. Absolutely, it's um. You know, it's a tough world out there. They see it, uh, like you just said, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. It's out there. But mm -hmm. we have to do our part. I mean, a lot of people don't want to take uh, take it on, but it's our job to uh, pass this along to the youth. Uh, get them, you know, get them away from the TV. Get them outside. Let's, you know, get them involved. Uh, just, sure. It's, 
Well, you know what I say? If you can take just one kid and change that one kid, I mean, you've made a heck of a difference there. Right there. We're speaking with Jay Sutton. He is president of Tri-County Long Beach chapter, uh, Long Beards chapter, rather, National Wild Turkey Federation. It's going to be the 2023 sixth annual Tri-County Long Beards Mentored Youth Day Hunt, April 21st and 22nd. Open to youngsters. Again, you have to register 10 to 16 years old, and it's limited to 15. They already have a few signed up. Here are the hunt rules and details. All New Jersey fishing game turkey hunting laws must be followed. You turkey permit for Zone 21 required. Uh, reservations, uh, will be taken up to the 4th of April, 5 p.m., and there's room for 15, as I said before, but uh, some are taken. And all hunters are required to attend orientation on Saturday, April 15, 2023. Now, Jay, that's going to be at the Good Sports Gun Club, correct? That's correct. So what that does, Tom, um, you meet your mentor, you set up a game plan for the next day, you know, we run calls, we go through a hunt scenario. So the kids that are brand new, they get a little gist of what's going on the next day. Good Sports has an outdoor range there. So if you want to take a shot or two, nice. so you're comfortable with your gun, you know, uh, that's what that orientation for. We get through the safety rules, make sure everybody knows what's going on. And uh, we plan for the next day. Jay, a little bit of non second before we shut out the uh, program. I'm seeing again because I'm traveling around here. It's always scoping for turkeys, uh, doing a lot, of, doing a lot of fishing. You know, chasing my pickerel bass, whatever. I'm seeing a lot of birds in my travels. I mean, I am seeing a lot of birds now. Barring a massive snowstorm or prolonged cold snap, I think it's going to be a hell of a spring season. I agree with you. I'm I'm on the same page. Seeing so many birds. I think we had a really good hatch last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos uh, to the fishing game. Um, we've been working with them the last few years. I mean, the the fields we've planted, the controlled burns, the habitat work. I mean, the full spectrum. I mean, look, we're hand in hand with fishing game and fishing wildlife, and it shows. I mean, we got we're all in this together. We are in so, this th- together. Yep. Okay, Jay, we all, we all got to do our part. One more time with that phone number and email website, please. What do you got? What do you got? 609-352-6957. Email Brutter, the letter J72 at Comcast.net. Okay, Sutton, I'm going to hit you up for some calling uh, lessons. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> Don, I'll meet you anywhere, brother. Take care, brother. Have a great season. We'll see you soon. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. We'll catch you later, man. See you, brother. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Get out there and enjoy, man. The freshwater fishing is off the charts. Plenty of perch in the brackish waters going crazy. The large mouths, I'll tell you, the large crappy bites turning on. This is the time to go. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.